1: I've discovered a lot of things because the Phaeton got delivered. But but honestly, <laughs> okay, this this big sedan challenge that you and I are in the middle of, you have got your oh, it's just begun. I know, just and begun. and I just got the Phaeton. Yeah, it proves to me that you and I are car obsessed guys because okay, we haven't we already. While there will be many jokes, we already are seeing past the jokes to what are these cars. And I have yeah. found things about the Phaeton, which is, compared to the Lotus, an aircraft carrier. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. I have found things about it that have already <laughs> surprised me and I already genuinely like. Okay. And things I'm already going, what is up with this? Okay. Okay. So I, 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 good. But what I love is I watched you go through this with the Phaeton about a week. I mean, with the yeah. Quattro Porte about a week ago. <laughs> and now I'm going through it with Phaeton where I'm like, that's much better than I expected it to be. And that's not good. I'm <laughs> having both of those, okay. you know, and, and, okay, and good. That, it just proves to me again how much you and I love cars and how much, and this is the, the real point here for us and for all of you listening, how much having a new car experience is exciting. Mm. And I don't yeah. think honestly, generally is ever all bad. It might be mostly bad, but never all bad. <laughs> We've tried
0: to direct it towards mostly, but we're, we're having the new car experience. You're right. Yes, we are. Very to, much so. To it's the kind point. of exciting just in that it's sense. Very
1: it's very exciting. It's, so, it's so exciting. My son said to me last night, my wife wasn't home. My son said to me last night, about an hour before his bedtime, he went, hey, Dad. We go for a ride in the Phaeton, oh, and so that's cool. we did. And, and, oh, that's great! And I had a, and I had a rough parenting day. You, this is the weird reality of parenting. You have days when you think you did okay. You have days when you don't even know why you're not doing a good job, but you know you aren't. <laughs> I did not have a good day with you yesterday, and Sorry. part of it wrapped into that was he had that perfect little kid mentality of must press every button at least twice, much like pound the button. And I'm like, yeah, buddy, buddy. This car's fragile. Okay. It Let's is. not pound any buttons. Let's Both not be these doing things, any I feel of like that. But of Sawdust. Uh, but we went and drove it yesterday. We we saw a Daily Triple. Did you? Yes, that car wants to be on the autobahn. Well, it's designed for yes. it. It's
0: German. It's that German car feel of mm-hmm. all German cars totally.
1: have this feel. Totally, it's and amazing. There's a there's a Phaeton video coming. There's a really good Quattroporte video coming. Oh, thank coming. you. I'm I'm already working on it. It is cutting. It's the first drive. Phaeton video is happening. We're actually filming it later this week. We will be yeah. at the LA Auto Show later this week. By the way, on Friday well, that will be our LA Auto Show wrap up. Happy Tuesday to you. But the yeah. Auto Show wrap-up is coming this week because we'll be there Wednesday. If you're there on the floor Wednesday, we'd love to see you. But I have to head for my first <laughs> ridiculous phaeton <fate and> experience <laughs> happened about two hours ago. Did it really? Yes. The car just came off the transport this weekend. Yeah. Yep. It has no tags of any kind because it was put on a transporter in Florida and pulled off in Utah. It, has, it doesn't have temp tags. It's got no tags. Right. It's just a big black thing. Right. Okay? Right. I was driving it to the DMV this afternoon. I pulled out of my neighborhood and got on the freeway behind a local Park City sheriff. Now, you may remember our friend from the, the episode that says the cops are here. Chad. Remember our friend Chad, yeah. who's a local yeah, sheriff, yeah. okay? Okay. It's one of that department. Okay. We see a lot. We see Park City's police are around. We see uh, Utah Highway Patrol, and we all see the sheriff. So there's yeah. three different departments that kind of go around our neighborhood. But this is the sheriff. He's in front of me in a Yukon. We get on the freeway. I'm in the Phaeton. I'm going to go get tags. You see <laughs> oh, where God. this is headed. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to the DMV right oh, now. My gosh. I have the title in the passenger seat. We get on the freeway. It's 65 right there. He's doing 68 or so. Okay. I get up to about 71, 72. Okay. And I get all the way over in the left lane and I slowly am now creeping past him. I get <laughs> past him, headed for the exit. Uh, yeah. He sweeps behind me and lights me up. Okay. Of course. Everything lights me up. Okay. I'm not even to my – I'm going down one exit. You know where I'm going. Yes. I'm I'm literally going one exit on the freeway. I'm halfway there. He lights me up. He pulls me over. I'm like, oh, man. And I'm thinking, there's not a stitch of tagging on this car anywhere. It's clear (laughs) that I have no tags. (laughs) So I pull off. He parks. He comes walking up. I roll down my window. He does that. The classic hides behind the B pillar and only leans forward. And because of where the sun is, the sun's literally in my eyes.
0: I was hoping you were going to say it's Chad. It's not Chad. Oh, okay. All right. It's not Chad.
1: All right. So he leans in, and he's just a silhouette, and I said, uh, I'm sure this is about the fact I have no tags at all, right? And he he waits a beat, and he smiles at me, and he goes, actually, hoping you can tell me about cheap Phaetons. What? What? I smiled at him, and I said, wait, do you know about this car and who I am? He said, I know exactly who you are. Chad's got me listening to the podcast. He saw the Everyday Driver sticker in the back window. He saw everything about the car. He He said he saw it behind him. And he thought, is that a Phaeton? He looked at it as it passed him. He took his foot off the gas so that I would pass him. Oh my God. And he was like. You're kidding me. And then he said, he said, my thought was, huh, it has no tags yet. Yeah, there's a reason. And so he lit me up so he could say hi.
0: You're <laughs> kidding me. He said, Chad this turned me on. This is the greatest on. thing he ever. Said,
1: Clayton, by the way, thank you, man. He said, Chad turned me on to the podcast. I know exactly who I've been following this story. And I said, I'm literally going to the DMV right now for tags. He said, enjoy the drive. Have a good day. Oh, this is the best thing ever. (laughs) (laughs) I knew you'd love that story because it happened two hours ago. No
0: way. And and I've been hanging
1: on to it until we got to the podcast because I I loved his first thing out of his mouth was, just wondering if you could tell me about Cheap Phaetons. What? So, Clayton, thanks, man. That was very cool of you. And I had to laugh. (laughs) Todd did not tell me this story. He just said, I've got a cool story for the open for the podcast. And I
0: have not heard this. My jaw is on the floor. Oh, my gosh. So Clayton
1: is the officer then, right? Clayton is the first name of the officer. So he, he Clayton, Chad Chad has, nice has to apparently meet you. gotten him on uh, listening. Listening the podcast and podcast, aware he's of this madness of this madness. Oh, uh, my gosh. That just happened. There it is. There <laughs> that it is. is the best plus, thing ever. Plus, I, oh, I'm aware of one other Phaeton in town, and I know it's it's white and pretty beat down. I've got a black one yeah. with crazy chrome wheels. It's you know it, it. We're not common. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Golly, that's fantastic. Well, thank you all for listening. This is <laughs> amazing.
0: We're just. I, I think there's so many more stories ahead of us like this oh, that are going to be nutty yes. and fun yes, and for sure. all this stuff. For sure. You know, I'm cruising around in a burgundy. QP five
1: You're recognizable Turning yes.
0: Turn an old guy's head like, Ooh Should have had one of those.
1: I missed the boat. <laughs> <laughs> <That thing. laughs> you keep getting people offering you money and guessing three times what you paid for that car. Yes. Yes.
0: Yeah, it happened at uh, the Cars and Coffee on Sunday as well. Did it really? Another guy was like, Wow, that's pretty cool, you don't see these. And I I'm sort of I I don't like to play games. I'm not a game player. <laughs> as Neither far one as of us are, but this is an I opportunity. Just, to I ask. have to insist, and so I think you know, I said to this guy, All right, all right. You know, you're looking at the car. You like it. Guess. How much? He's like, wow, well, I don't know, like 25, 30? Nope. Yep. You know, I'm watching people's brains stop. Mm -hmm. It's... So much fun. It's very fun. I mean,
1: granted, currently they're running, so that might change. Well, But but it happened when they pulled the Phaeton off the transport, and you guys have watched on Instagram and on Facebook. There was a little video that I cut together real quick of the delivery and me climbing in the trunk and other absurdities. (laughs) So that exists. But when they pulled the the Phaeton off the transport and you were shooting a bunch of stuff around it, the guy that that was pulling off the transport looked at me and he goes – He's shooting that thing like it's a Rolls Royce. And I said, we're shooting it on purpose. And yeah. I explained what we were doing. Yeah. And now he was intrigued. So he asked me what I paid for the Phaeton. And he looked at me dumbfounded when I told him five grand. <laughs> and I said, you see that Maserati over there? He said, that's the other one we got. And, and there were actually two, two trucker guys th- together. and th- So the other guy said, well, that was probably what, 25, 30? And I said, no. And I told him. And they both looked at me. And one of them said, I'll give you that right now. I'll give you that for it right now. You're and I said, nope, me. it's staying. We need it. So it's happening already. It's very, very funny. Thank you guys for all your support of this madness. Absolutely. The madness is here. It is beginning. The videos are happening already. They are coming out soon. We should talk about something other than big, ridiculous sedans, like (laughs) Mustangs that are actually SUVs. Big, ridiculous, large, electric EVs can we just just, can we just wait? It's like you know what this is like a hot tub of grenades. It's not even (laughs) it's not it's not a room full of rakes. It's a hot tub of grenades. That's my new term
0: right there. You're absolutely right. All right, well this is the time to be talking about it until Todd and I drive it and put it on camera for some sort of driving. It's either a TV episode or YouTube or both or something in the future. But it's been revealed, everyone. And you watched the The full reveal, didn't you? I did the Mustang Mach E, and. I just took some screen captures from the reveal just Mm -hmm, to, mm -hmm. you know, remind myself of what went on and kind of, all right, so this is actually happening. Okay. And then as it was being live streamed, the comments over in the right column, the live stream comments were hilarious. Some were (laughs) foul. Some were crass. Some were not that funny. But the best ones, one guy said... I feel like I'm watching the Mustang's funeral. Like, that's going in. Another person said, they're showing us all the history they're throwing away for an SUV. As,
1: you know, the classic Mustang film of went by. Well, and didn't they have somebody there with the last name McQueen?
0: They did. Molly. Molly yeah. is an actress. She's the granddaughter of Steve, uh-huh. and she was there along with our friend Billy Johnson, who we yes. just saw at SEMA. So yes. he's a pro racer, and Ben Collins, you know, is the Stig, and they are all Ken Block's crew. Yeah, so uh, of it was course they are. Ken
1: Block. They met Ken talking this afternoon. to the head engineer. They met Ken this afternoon uh-huh. before we filled this yeah. exactly,
0: and so. <laughs> Todd was grinding his teeth against casting, so <laughs> you know this is Ken's crew, which was great and and well selected though because of all of these relate and they relate in yes. different ways. Molly, here's the thing: all these people I, I don't know
1: Molly McQueen. I haven't seen her work. She may be she may be the world's greatest actress. She is there for last name recognition. She is. She That's is the entire reason she's there. It was just funny because you know people yep. started to make comments about
0: Ken and well, Ken looks bored. Show the Bronco. Gee, where'd you get the idea for that center screen? (laughs) Two people said, somebody said, if I can't play Fortnite in the car, then I'm not buying it. Another person said, have I just woken up from a coma and it's April 1st? And the best one ever is dot, dot, dot. And Elon jumps
1: out. (laughs) You know, the one, (sighs) I've had a thought, and and I don't hesitate to say it's a supportive thought, but I have a thought on this entire naming uh, convention and calling this a Mustang.
0: Okay. I want to get to this
1: because we've we've
0: had a lot do. of
1: people write to us with yes. good questions. Yes. Many tons of questions about it. And I want you to unpack it further than I will because you actually watched the reveal and I was editing something. So I did not it's all But, good. It's but all good. here's the thing I'm I'm pondering. Somebody or some buddies at Ford have been like research paper style studying Tesla. And I'm not saying oh, that because sure. of the center screen. Oh, I sure. say that because the thing about Tesla in the market is everyone has an opinion on their cars, mm-hmm. <laughs> generally favorable, but everyone has an opinion, a strong opinion. And can you tell me the last Tesla commercial you saw? Oh, that's a great. You point. can't because they don't make them. That's a because great point. what they're great at is getting everybody talking while they spend zero dollars on marketing, and everyone's talking about it. We talk about it. Everybody talks about it. They don't, yeah. they don't do media buys. They don't advertise on the Super Bowl. I mean, traditionally, a company like Tesla that's trying to make a splash, where's your Super Bowl commercial? They don't do them. shoot cars into outer space instead. Elon does a big reveal and has some crazy tweet, and this is what they do for marketing.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: So Ford is watching. And I say it not only because of what's going on with the car, but think about this for a second. By calling this the Mustang, it guarantees coverage, guarantees it doesn't matter if it's good or bad. That's true. That's very true. You and I are talking about it already for the second time. We haven't even put our eyes on this thing yet. Yeah, no kidding. We're talking about it for the second time already. No kidding. Everyone listening right now already has a strong opinion about it. I hope so. None of us have seen it in person. And we all had this same strong opinion before we even saw the photos and the reveal. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This is the genius of calling it Mustang. I'm not saying I like it, but this is the score of it because they are going to get Buried in press for this new vehicle. If they had called it anything else and it was their electric SUV, it would have gotten covered by some, Mm -hmm, forgotten mm -hmm. by many, and the only real proponents of it would be the people that are like, I actually want a cheap Ford SUV uh, electric car. But now everyone's talking about it because it also has the name, for better and worse, Mustang. No, you've exactly touched on the point. Actually, I read an article over at MotorOne.com from
0: John Neff, and he was talking about Ford has done the best thing ever by calling it the Mustang and then whatever they want to call it after that. So I'm not alone, you're saying. You're not alone. And he was saying the point was of the article was that Ford is trading on the Mustang brand name to help it stand out against the competition. Because we have discussed about brand names and new model naming conventions from almost every car manufacturer at this point, whether it's the EQC and he brings up the iPACE and a lot of other new electric SUVs. Mm -hmm. And he says, well, how do you differentiate this in a C of new electric SUVs. You call it the Mustang whatever. It's yeah. called the, mock, yeah, yeah. the Mach-E in this case, but you call it the Mustang such and such and such. And yeah. people take note and they go, Mustang, what is this?
1: Or they're outraged, but they're still so, talking So about they
0: have it. an opinion. Yes. However, contrary to that is people like new. You and I were just talking about having a new car experience and liking mm-hmm. the new. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. That's a lot of why we buy stuff
1: in any category yeah. we you're buy right. stuff yeah.
0: you're bummed you're frustrated you're angry you're upset you're mm-hmm. happy we buy stuff we do we do so people like new mm-hmm. so it's it feels like unless you're gonna be you know looking at the heritage of the car which Ford tried to do with the video when you know people were castigating the video and you know, saying ah. Oh, you know, look how they've sold I, out. Yeah, I don't. In a cute yeah, I, I don't think but that. They were trying to tie helps, it together.
1: Honestly, I don't
0: feel like that helps. And but okay, I, I don't either. But I, I think contrary to that is people like new. They like the new name of the new car, and yeah, I want the new yeah, car, yeah. and it's this new thing mm-hmm. that I've never heard of. Mm-hmm. I like that, or I don't like that, or whatever that is. Thereby leaving Mustang alone. Okay. Now I do take your point because it's all anybody can talk about. Yes. For a while it was Supra, then it was the Corvette C8, now it's
1: all anybody can talk about. Now it's Mustang SUV.
0: But yeah. I do have some points, some discussion points for everyone to think about okay. as we get closer to driving this. Even though it's not supposed to be out until the end of 2020,
1: Are they we're a, way ahead of ourselves. I'm expecting to see it at LA Auto Show this week.
0: It'll be at the LA Auto yeah, Show for I'm sure. Crawl around in it. But and all as that far kind of as stuff. cars being built and yeah, available, there's yeah, yeah, not, no, no, no not for a while. Chassis yeah. and platform. Yeah, I so I know what's bugging me. I know what it is. I want you to look at the photos and look at the proportion. The wheelbase is slightly too long. Hmm. And I looked it up. It's three inches too long. <laughs> okay. It's a 117-inch wheelbase. Okay. The new Cayenne is 114. The Cayenne proportionally looks right. Oh, okay. 117 is just right. like, okay, it's this new shape, but it's a little bit too long. It's like a shopping cart kind of. It's mm. a little weird. What? Mm. It, what is bugging me? And that's it. It's the wheelbase is slightly too long. And I know why they did it to pack more
1: space. Sure. Yeah, yeah i 'm sure it 's all in the rear leg room, to be honest, it with you. is it is, and also
0: the tumble home it 's too upright it 's like a cargo van, yeah, so yeah. I can tell this was designed and sketched from a side view to be mustangy, yeah, with the, you know the tall hood and i don 't think it 's mustangy
1: enough honestly
0: well here 's the deal. every styling trick in the book was thrown at this car, yeah, I see it walking around the car and just looking at the pictures. I walked around it, but just we 're about know, to in, yeah. in my mind we 're I'm, about I'm to. we are tomorrow in fact yes. we are. we are. So the sweeping roof line shape, you start at the base of the A pillar mm-hmm. up over the driver's head and mm-hmm. go all the way to the back. You see yeah. that line? Yeah. Yeah. There's a roof line shape and you think, wait, how are people in the back seat going to get in it? Yeah. So the roof on all of them is actually raised. So you see that painted line, but the roof itself is black, hmm. which, and if you look at it, it's actually raised. That's where the headspace is, the headroom for yeah. the backseat passengers. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And then that, see what you're
0: that ends, it terminates in the spoiler up mm-hmm. there. So you see the line, whatever the, color yeah.
1: that'll be. The follow through line and then they've cheated it with actual headroom. And then
0: the headroom is actually, and so on all, I predict mm-hmm. this on all Mach-E's from here on out, that roof will never be body color because it'll look strange.
1: Mm, interesting. It'll so look
0: bigger. Yeah. Blacking things out is the signature thing. So look at the rocker. And look at the rocker shape. So it's obviously flat across the bottom, but then that shape actually mm-hmm. reduces the height of the body Oh, yeah, side. it does, yeah. So it looks a little bit more pinched and a little bit – it's Mecan, actually a pretty tall
1: body The Macan side. does the same thing. how yeah. The the uh, Lotus Evora does that. A lot of cars do. The, the uh, Evora is a great example. It's got a huge pinch And point. it looks pinched and, you it looks know, and narrow it waist. really, really Coke bottle shape from yeah. the side because it's actually a big black shape there. Yeah. This is
0: a tall SUV. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So how about the wheel arches? Sketches are drawn with like 30-inch wheels. It just looks good on a sketch. <laughs> but when it comes time to building it and putting wheels and tires that are actually affordable, so the wheel arch openings are blacked out. Now, they're not on GTs and probably subsequent Mach-E's. However, on the base models, it's a blacked-out wheel arch, which makes it visually look like a bigger wheel opening. Uh-huh. Sure. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. There's no openings on the front of this car. There's none. Mm-hmm. So that question that we've all wondered about, electric cars don't need the traditional air cooling. What will they look like? Like this. this is what they look it like. appears like they've got openings and air intakes, but they're just black panels mm. inside a traditional-looking design. Mm-hmm. So it's helping us sort of warm up to the car, and it looks like a car instead of just a, you know, you're, I, I, you're hearing Bill, Billy Idol, aren't you? Eyes without a face I like don't, the Teslas? I
1: don't think it's Mustang enough. I agree. Styling wise, I don't think it's nearly Mustang enough.
0: Okay, to continue. What if this
1: were called the e- Explorer?
0: Oh. <laughs> oh, okay, great point. I'll touch on that point right anyway. now. What if they want to do an explorer and they want to make it electric? hmm Which one do we buy?
1: Yeah. They're gonna be right.
0: about the same size, so yep. Yep. will one just get better range and it can maybe tow more than a feather? Yeah. Oh and that's my differentiator, and, and the explorer will be twenty grand more. Mm-hmm. Which one do I buy? They're going to be about the same size. They'll probably point. drive the same. It'll that's probably be the point. same chassis. Yeah. What? Okay. Yeah. I Are they that. cannibalizing future sales of the electric SUV anything because they've made the Mustang into an, an SUV? I, I think that's an interesting point. How about if this Mustang, this electric Mustang, were a coupe to compete mm. against the Model S and the Taycan? Mm. How about a, like, a coupe-like
1: sedan, I'll yeah, say. L- not, not an SUV. I not think an SUV. Point. Yeah, yeah, but yeah,
0: yeah. If it's an SUV... Doesn't it need to have something up its sleeve like the Cayenne can go off-road? Mm-hmm. There's been no mention of off-road anything about this thing. They've showed it on you know a little bit of pea gravel, but yeah. other than that, Cayennes can genuinely go off-road. There you go. They're
1: showing it. Todd's showing the, me a the, photo of the on his Mustang laptop here. family from the yeah. actual Ford site. <laughs> the, the family. And, There's only two. Yeah, exactly. And I just there it is sitting with the Mustang, mm-hmm. and it's not nearly Mustang enough, which is why. I don't think it should've been called
0: Mustang. And again, people like the new. They are yeah. if they like the car, it almost doesn't matter what the name of the car is. If you like it and it drives well enough, it's okay. It's the brand new such the, and such, The great. Kia
1: Telluride. Here we go. Nobody has ever called a car the Telluride before. Here we go. Is that a great name? Could be debated. But it is an actual place that's never had a name, which means the IP was available. Mm-hmm. You can get the website. You can do the naming convention. You can do it. Yep. You can do it. It was available. Yep. Okay? Hyundai Palisade. Clearly, nobody's ever called it that either. So the, these are new names. But the interesting thing about the Kia Telluride, to your point, is they've done a superb SUV. So mm-hmm. I don't care that it's called the tell- right. I don't care what it's called. Right. Let's, let's just go drive that because you know what? It's good. Cayennes
0: can drive up a 74-degree incline. We've done it. this? Can this? They- Highly doubtful. Well, I don't, yeah. So it's an SUV, without touching on all the things that modern SUVs should kind of be able to do.
1: It's it. Uh, yeah, I don't get the sense this is an off-roader. This Nothing is, about it. This is, is a, It's a. It's a, All the so, others. It's the Kona. It's the uh, iPACE. It's the Model X. You don't buy any well, of that's those my for point. their off-road capability. If it's
0: not okay, fine. But justify its tall packaging proportions and SUV-like existence because we're Ford and all we make Especially is SUVs. Especially if you're calling it a Mustang. I,
1: there, I agree with you. There, I totally. Agree. So yep.
0: it's a tall SUV. It doesn't go off road, and you're calling it a Mustang, which is the best selling sports car of all time at this point, according to Ford. And mm-hmm. yeah. they've made the most, and it's yeah. associated with freedom and sports car and drag racing and all this stuff. What? What's this over here? I'm sorry. What? I think there's going to be people who are embracing the tech. Here's my problem. Mm. I'm in that camp
1: mm. because you are, when you are Ford, about tech for sure. Yeah. Sorry,
0: when Porsche brings out. The electric Cayman,
1: mm-hmm.
0: am I supposed to hate it or am I going to have to embrace it? Mm. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I'm probably know, going to be you, loving it. you, are going to be
1: paddling it. through that pool of portions yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And we want to drive the Taycan. Taycan didn't yeah. exist as a name. Neither no. did Cayenne or Macan. Mm-hmm. And they're all great and we just accept them because they're the new name of the thing. Yeah, Fine with that. It wasn't like the tall 911 the yeah. Panamera is not like the four-door 911, even though we call it that. That's not what
1: Porsche named it. The
0: 911L for Lyft.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. gosh. Yeah, it's a 911L. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I like that a lot, yeah. actually. So,
0: obviously, remains to be seen. We've got to drive this thing, and it'll be driven against everything. But
1: has Ford created the ultimate rideshare car? We keep saying that about electric cars. I mean, here's the thing. I, I think this is going to genuinely sell but i do think they've kind of set fire to part of their history to do it and i think i but i and i think they've set fire almost to it i almost think they're obligated to do so i think they've set fire to it entirely to draw attention hm i don't think they did it willy-nilly yeah. i don't think they did it without thinking about what it is but i think they did it because they so want to grab eyeballs and interest at a level that they can't pay for. So they need discussion. And how do you start discussion? You get somebody that gets everybody's hackles up, pro and con. So we'll call it Mustang because there is pretty much no more va- vaunted name in the history of Ford. <laughs> so let's do that. Speaking of Ford. We have to touch on this. Ford versus Ferrari. Spoiler where, alert.
0: Spoiler alert, everyone. Yeah. We did see the movie. So if you have not yes. seen Ford versus Ferrari yet, please stop now and jump ahead. We I have seen the movie it, and are talking
1: about it now. Spoiler I find alert. I it interesting that Uh, the executives at Ford do not come off well in that film. And we've just come off a discussion about what executives are deciding to do at Ford. Uh, There's an interesting reality of, of, I'm wondering if anybody at Ford pondered the the fact that there was a convergence here. I'm wondering if they timed the release of the Mach-E to this movie, because everybody's talking about Ford right now. Here's the new thing. The only way it's not a spoiler alert is the fact that it is a movie based on history. So it the is, Ford versus it is. Ferrari competition for Lama. Most car people have at least heard about this. I'm not going to go into serious depth. I have two quick things I want to say because I Dang. thoroughly enjoyed it. It was awesome. I thoroughly enjoyed. It was it. Awesome. They did a really good job of integrating digital with practical. There's a lot of shots where the other cars in the frame aren't really there. There's a lot of shots where the entire shot is digital. There, there's one I can remember in the rain specifically where they fly in from kind of where the carousel normally is. The big Ferris wheel at the oh, oh, kind of yeah. where that now is modern. So, off in the, in the kind of the infield, they fly in from there through the rain, down over the pits, up to right behind the exhaust pipes of the car. That's an all digital shot. Sure. Folks. Everything about that but is digital. super. Cool. But it looks very super, super real, hyper real. And, and it does look realistic. And then they'll have a practical shot, and the car is going by digital cars. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. they're counting on you. And I'm a guy that looks at things like this. They're counting on your eyes to be only on the hero car, so you don't notice that the, the other cars are digital. They digital. All very cool. I say this because it's really, really well shot, as it should be. It's great to see a big-budget movie shooting cars very, very well. It's hard to do car movies. It seems
0: like every car movie since Le Mans mm-hmm. has just been a cheese fest.
1: Well, but here's the thing, though. Fast
0: and Furious notwithstanding. But it just seems like, what was the Sylvester Stallone
1: what was that the, called? The drive-driven thing that that you hate I've so much. Blocked dribble, out of dribble. my mind. Drivel. Yeah, exactly. Drivel. Thank it, but, you. But no, but honestly, here's the thing. Lama is next to impossible to get through. I know it's it everybody talks about how awesome it is, but it's essentially a racing documentary that forgot that it's supposed to have a plot, okay? Oh, absolutely. And absolutely. It's really well shot, but The problem is that a lot of times car movies don't end up much about cars. Like I just saw The Art of Racing in the Rain recently, and there are things about it that are good and bad compared to the book. I love the book. Uh, I did thoroughly enjoy that, but there Mm -hmm. were definitely things that had to be changed. That is about cars and lots of other things. Sure. This is very focused on people that love cars, people that build cars, people that race cars, and they found good storylines and drama in it. And the the one other thing I want to say about it really quickly, and then I'll leave it because I could go for a while, my favorite thing in it is the father-son story because mm. I am a sucker for father-son stories. And that mm. carries off into the other thing that is the, the kind of extension of that is if it's not father-son, it's it's man and mentor. And sure. I could go off on sure. the whole – there's a whole separate diatribe about culturally I feel like we don't have a structure of mentoring men anymore. Sure. You used sure. to have – sorry, I'm going to go there very briefly – used to have the uh, Native American Braves. You had a, a right of passage into manhood. The Aborigines did it. All the kind of mm-hmm. original mm-hmm. people had a passage into manhood. That doesn't exist now. You turned 21 yeah. and you went and got a drink legally, but you've been drinking for, you see what I'm saying? Sure. Where, where's the right of passage? It doesn't exist. Sure. So I, I love it when there are good mentoring happening of men. I think about it with my own son but this has a really interesting father son story i don't know what the real story was between ken miles and his son peter but the one in this movie is excellent and compelling and i just enjoyed that very much i just
0: i felt excited and proud and amazed by the story and the drama cool. pulled yeah. out
1: of they did a really it, good job you know, making a story out of the corporate yeah. versus the independent the actual company ford is simultaneously the hero and the villain because you think excellent point. Ford's going to be the hero, Ferrari's going to be the villain. Not really. It's really the Ken Miles and Carroll Shelby story, and they're stuck in the middle between the two. Mm-hmm. I, if you haven't seen it, it's excellent. It's
0: dramatic. There's emotion involved. And, of course, it gives us everything that we want to see as far as cars. There's a lot of cars in it. It's awesome. It's really cool. The weather's changing, but the sun is still out, and it's baking your car's interior.
1: Luckily, all you need is a custom sunscreen from our friends at Covercraft. They're awesome. They're amazing. These foldable sunscreens fit perfectly in the windshield of your car and keep your car cooler when you're off enjoying the sunshine.
0: These custom sunscreens come in a variety of colors, and they're an affordable and simple way to keep your car cooler in the summer and protected from damaging UV
1: rays all year long. We swear by our custom sunscreens. I I love it. It's one of our very favorite car accessories. Remember, you can get 10% off your car sunscreen by using the code every day right now at Covercraft.com, or you can follow the link from our sponsors page. You might not be buying a car right now, but you're probably still looking. We're all looking
0: all the time, and it seems like there's always a new place to search. That's why we love
1: Autotempest.com. With Auto Tempest, you can only enter your search one time and see results from Cars.com, eBay, all of Craigslist, and many more. Or you can jump to AutoTrader or CarGurus without entering anything new. Your same search on a new site. So if you're looking for
0: fun or you need a car right now, don't search all over. Start at AutoTempest.com. All the cars, one search. Doug W. in Ohio writes to us wanting to know what is the inexpensive executive image? Mm-hmm. He's talking about his current lineup, which is a 14 Jeep Grand Cherokee, 110,000 miles. Yeah. And he says, when I bought it, I had a longer commute, but have since started working from home. So that's a good thing. Yeah, cool. He only drives about 5,000 miles a year. So it's adequate at this point. So he's thinking, all right, if I need to take clients out and I need, you know, just short drives, but it's mm-hmm. still got to be good for the kids. What do I get? What's out yeah. there?
1: Yeah, yeah, his his wife already has the big family hauler salt. She has a Volkswagen Atlas, and which also makes him think, wait a minute, hang on. I don't want two SUVs in the garage. So he'd like to leave his SUV behind, but he still wants four-door, four seats, automatic.
0: And a cool Good sports take- car, and it's
1: electric. Ford has just introduced the... Mu- yeah, there, right. uh, anyway, yeah. But <clears throat> then we got SUV back. Moving on. No, but he's he's hoping to wind up in something that he can find fun. But again, has this executive image, can still carry kids. Mm-hmm. His wife could still drive if need be. But he doesn't want to do SUV and SUV. So no crossovers, none of that. He is 6'4". So we have to think about sizing here. Yes,
0: and I we've noticed uh people have been writing to us saying, "It seems like everybody featured in your car debates is really tall." <laughs> It's only because the tall people call it their height, even though there have been a few. True. that you it's have written point. for your wives and say, "My wife is five foot one, or I'm f- Very five foot nine. People, it's it's yeah. funny when you're tall, you just think, "Well, I need to let the guys know." Well, because it's that's a problem. If, if <laughs> exactly. here's the thing,
1: if, if you're five eight to five ten, you fit in everything pretty much. You just do you fit in everything? It's like you wear sample size nine, and we're good. You now, fit in everything. <laughs> so as a result, the folks that fit in every car they get in never mention to us how tall they are because <laughs> exactly. they just fit. They just so, fit. Yeah, right. carry over here is he's 6'4", and he had to talk about it. So that's happening. So I totally get it. You want some decent headroom. You don't like your head touching the, uh, the headliner, which, uh, yeah. I've done that in the Lotus every time I've ever driven it. When I put a helmet on, it's all bad. But yeah, I get what you're saying. He has looked at the usual suspects. His two that he specifically calls out, of course, are the 3 Series yes, and the yes. A4. But he's shopping with about 25 grand to spend and he's going, what am I overlooking or what should I be looking at that I'm not? Doug, I didn't think your email would be quite as difficult when I first started reading it,
0: because you were saying executive image, and I, you know, all these cars popped in my head, mm-hmm. and then you said twenty five thousand dollars.
1: Got harder, yeah.
0: There was there was a bit of you know screeching mm-hmm. to the brakes and like way hmm. So it got harder and harder the more I read, because as Todd said, you like that three series Gran Turismo. You were starting with Hyundai Genesis G eighty. You were thinking, you know. Honda Accord, somewhere in that range, but because getting away from the SUV and you wanted something smaller, a physical smaller shape,
1: yeah, yeah, in the yeah. garage,
0: which is a dichotomy or a, I, I don't know, it's just
1: it is weird a, to head that way, but here he goes, a, yeah, a,
0: a strange thing to think, executive, you know, luxurious, but can we go smaller, yeah. smaller, but mm-hmm. only twenty five thousand yeah. dollars? <laughs> so I thought this got really hard. It did. It got more difficult for sure. Although yeah. I do have your car, Doug. I'm I've really got excited. a few. I've got a few. Yeah. All right. So. He's slyly pointed out Panameras to his wife, and he says. Which is very telling. I've talked about my next car. Hey, look at that nice Panamera. But he doesn't want to find out how much Porsche parts cost.
1: Well, and he's also concerned about uh, the Panamera he could buy for 25 grand. That's the other thing. That is a little concerning. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That is a
0: little concerning. All right, so needing a 2015 or newer, 50,000 miles or less. And because of snowy Ohio winters, he's wanting all wheel drive. Mm -hmm. He says, this is arguable, not an absolute must, but it's on his mind. Yeah. It's got to be an automatic transmission. He says, no CVT unless I can't tell it's a CVT.
1: Which just means no CVT. Which pretty much means CVTs are out the door. Um,
0: Reliability is a priority, but not necessarily at the expense of everything else. Don't buy a Maserati. I mean, Maseratis are like, (laughs) good ones are 25 grand, but (laughs) anyway.
1: Yeah, cheap ones are 10, but then you're you're actually just driving <laughs> holding your breath which gets awkward. So yeah. much anxiety with that car. Anyway,
0: well, <laughs> I'm stressed and sweating. All right, luxury appearance with sporty dynamics he says, a sedan profile with a hatch might be the sweet spot. Okay. Comfortable front seat and enough back seat space for a couple of car seats because he's waiting until, you know, his kids are not kicking the back of the seat anymore, ideally. You, you
1: know, ideally that things do get better. You can get the seat covers. Around and, back cover crafts got covers for you exactly. back covers don't do what I did and discover that when you're when your kid is big enough to actually stop kicking the back get them now
0: just <laughs> exactly. embrace it
1: get them now honestly we were in when we were at uh, Sema we went by the covercraft booth and they always have got you know a, a jeep there with every product they make mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and the I, I look I just side side note the back seat covers are heavy duty Oh, they're awesome! Yeah, you could like throw like sharp things at Don't, by the way, but you could sh- throw sharp <laughs> things at the back of your seat, and it'd be yeah. fine. That that can stand well, up to any tell They will snag on, on tools yeah. and all that kind of stuff. But anyway, they're sorry. Really yeah, So, so keep, keep that in mind. You know, the everyday code does still work. You could get it something does. with nice back seats, like the back of your seats are nice, and you could just defend it until the kids stop kicking. Yeah. Exactly. All right. So
0: back to these uh, usual suspects of the three series, the A4. These are starting points. Yeah. Yeah. And, Doug, I thought about A7s. I found you a 2013 Audi A7 Premium Plus, okay. 58,000 miles for 23,989, which means you take
1: 23. It's a good one, for sure. But then I realized that's too big. Mm-hmm. That it's was my concern with the a It's every bit
0: as big as that Atlas it's as my, far as length. It
1: was my concern with the A7, too, yeah.
0: And of course, the Kia Stinger crossed my mind, but for 25 grand, I think eh, you'd need to wait because you're going to want the GT2 with the all-wheel drive.
1: But but here's the thing: shop smart for those. That's on my list. Shop smart for those. You're going to find one that is used. That's going to you're going to still really like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Your the top of your budget is the bottom of that market. Fair
0: enough. Fair enough. And it's only continuing in that direction, yeah, which is sure. good. For For sure. Yeah. Yeah. However, Doug, I found your car. It is the 2018 Acura TLX. 290-horsepower mm. V6, super-duper handling all-wheel drive with the tech package. And the reason I say 2018 or newer is because of the styling. Mm. That's when they revised
1: the Beak. Yep, it's, it's now better. the Shield. It's, yeah. it's, it's not now the, the Beak. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's how <clears throat> it got better. It's no longer the Beak.
0: 10,000 miles for $24,799. $24,799 mm. right. right. in it. Fathom Blue Pearl. And it's a 9-speed genuine automatic I think you should really take a strong. you are doing look. the
1: the the heavy duty 290 horsepower guy, right? 290 Not horsepower okay. V6. Yeah, the V6. Good.
0: It 10,000 miles, which means it was either a one year lease or it was you know probably a dealer, dealer demo car or something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. Looks gorgeous. 2018 and newer, and it does have good handling. These Acuras are actually really surprisingly yeah, they do a good.
1: good. Job. They do a good job. It's a
0: luxury sure. car, so it gives you the amenities, and this one has the tech package. So you're going to okay. connect. Everything is great. Under twenty five thousand dollars, it's all wheel drive, smaller sedan. I think you're done shopping. You found the car. You just it, want to is, send him the link. Exactly, like, it's and not one well, like it. It's yeah, this one. Found the car. Yes. All right.
1: I like that a lot. That's excellent. I would not. I did not go there. I'm quite impressed. I'm now kind of rethinking my own thoughts. Kind of. All right. I, I want to all run right. through. You did sedan. I want to run through two sedans that, unfortunately, uh, yeah. I'm not sure how soon you're shopping there. They start where your budget ends. But if you go a year or two old, then you have a different conversation. Now, these are traditional sedans. Alpha Julia in any flavor.
0: Mm hmm. Fun. Yes.
1: Great to drive. Yes, yes. You can get it all wheel drive. Great in any flavor. And the you said the Genesis G80. You should be looking at the Genesis G70. Yeah, G70. Yeah. The good. problem is, those start at about 33, 35 and go up. But that is a great, great car. So consider the Genesis G seventy. I think it's a, it and the Alpha Julia base are both excellent. But when you talked about the Panamera turning your head, that got me going. <laughs> down, that got me going down a wagon thinking. Okay. And I thought for a minute about the Volkswagen Sport Wagon, but I actually don't think it's nice enough. I don't think it's executive enough for what you want. I think it checks a lot of other boxes. 1983 Mercedes 300D. I'm gonna go with no uh-huh. on that, but that's a good good thought. You don't want an A seven. You can get the A5 Sportback. You said you don't think it's in your budget. I found multiple. I look nationwide. And again, we shop crazy because look at what we buy. Uh, but, <laughs> exactly. but I shop nationwide the out the and I found now. quite a few for between 25 and 30 You said your budget's 25 yeah, I yeah. pushed it just a bit. But we are talking the A5 Sportback. It is smaller in total scale. It has the hatch usability that the A4 doesn't have. Yeah, for sure. So I think that's a real sweet spot for you instead of the A7. And then I do agree with your Kia Stinger. I think, I, look... Do you think it's too big though? Maybe. But but the fact that he's looking at the Panamera means we're still talking good sized cars. Okay. So my right. big thinking on the Stinger is, Doug, you at least need to go drive it. I'm For sure. curious For sure. if it's too big. I think it might be. I think the A five sport wagon is compelling here. I actually like your Acura a lot. But the the problem with the G seventy is the prices haven't come down enough. The Stinger's been out longer. And it has the crazy hatch. It has the sedan look but the hatchback. It's so great. It's so So, great. So give uh, give that a drive. I know we keep uh, saying it because we keep being surprised by not only how good it is, but people keep coming up to us and going, I just drove the Stinger. And, oh, man. (laughs) We keep saying, welcome. Yeah, for sure. Anyway, hopefully
0: that helps, Doug. Guys, write to us with your own debate. Keep the debates coming. Love to hear what you're thinking about buying. If it's a second, third, or you know, you've know, you got a garage in Manhattan to fill that's across the river. <laughs> we keep hitting <clears> on <throat> that. Yeah. Please write to us with your debate at everydaydrivertv at com or on the website under the About tab, top right corner. You can say Contact Us, and that goes right to our email as well. Yep. Like I said, you can write to us what's on your mind, what's going on in your life. Love to hear from you guys. For sure. and, uh, we read them all. Love the the interaction for sure. But mostly your debates, and don't forget car conclusions. We're continuing to do car conclusions. For sure. Depending on you know whether you've heard it on the podcast or not, please tell us what you've written and you know what inspired you. What. You know what led you to that purchasing yeah. decision? It's not just stuff we covered here. We want to hear from you either way. It'd be great to hear it for sure. So please send your car debates. We're jumping to social media questions, and I am tackling the one on Facebook from Terrence Cooley, Uh-oh. who says, "What wines, oh wow, or appropriate beverage, best capture the texture of the
1: Quattroporte and the Phaeton?" Oh no, Terrence. <clears throat> if you just said wine, can we do? which we do watches? Uh, Ed whiskey? Can to do it all while you're I, here? I, I might. Anyway, go I on, might yeah. If
0: yeah, I'm not held back. But I'm going with wine. Okay. The Quattroporte, the QP5, is a Brunello di Montalcino or a Chianti. These are wines that are (laughs) complex. They're expensive. Uh They're pleasant to look at, and they're not to be kept for very long. (laughs) (laughs) On the other hand, the Phaeton is a Riesling. Uh It has a high acidity. (laughs) <laughs> okay. Certain reasons have a petrol note associated with kerosene or lubricants or rubber from high sun exposure.
1: Yeah, that's appropriate. And
0: they're known to be a late harvest known as noble rot or, you know, for rotting grapes.
1: Wow, you like the you like <laughs> the Phaeton a lot. I, I'm impressed with <laughs> how much you like the Phaeton. Actually, one of the things, this is the second car in a row I've bought without seeing it until they pulled it off the truck. mm. I have concluded I don't like this experience. <laughs> I know you okay? don't. I'm sorry. It's, it's working, but I don't like this experience because you end up seeing something that, for whatever reason, that either A, never thought to photograph or B, never thought to mention or check.
0: And <laughs> yeah. in the case of yeah. this
1: Phaeton, which has actually been maintained pretty well, and a shout-out to Andrew for helping with the test drive, uh, the, the, the thing about it is that – All of the buttons in the ceiling, think about 2000s, (laughs) the rubberized material on buttons in the 2000s. It's like the soft-touch paint from BMW and Volkswagen. That all went bad. Yeah. This Phaeton has clearly sat outside a lot in Florida, and all of the buttons on the roof are melted to the point they have bubbled, and so you cannot read any of the buttons on the roof. And they all have <laughs> now a tacky texture. It's not just soft touch. It's now yes. tacky. And so my son's like reaching up for those. Like, no, no, don't touch those. Dust. Fragile. You'll, you'll, you'll pull the whole button down. Oh, man. I don't know what it'll I don't know what it does right now because I can't read it, but please don't touch it.
0: Well, it's like the sticky goo Italian stuff on the Maserati and Ferrari interiors. Yeah. Did you know there is an entire business dedicated yes. to the replacement of buttons in the F-355? Because they all get gummy and sticky, and it's like, you know, you touch it, and you black stuff all over your fingers. And now no longer on the button. Yeah. And so there's a business dedicated solely to replacing buttons, and it's the same material in the Maserati, so I feel your pain. Even though this one didn't
1: sit outside as much. It clearly didn't sit outside. It's still, still like, the roof baked it's gummy
0: in gummy and yeah. sticky and weird.
1: Doesn't feel too good. Yeah. Anyway, the, the, but this is the problem with a five thousand dollar car. I, I'm, I'm okay with it. I think. Uh, <laughs> do we recommend? Anaswar uh, is asking this question. Do we recommend taking the car we drive daily to the track? We talked about this before. We talked about it driving your paycheck. In fact, I think that was a podcast title where we talked about it a bit. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, there's always caution here. If you're going to go to the track a lot, if you're going to really push hard on your car, you need a car that's probably not the car that you use your paycheck. You go to work in it on Monday. It needs to be the – I know this sounds crazy – the extra car where you have other transport, okay? The extra car. But that's nice. if, if you're the same kind of person, though, that you're going to do – you know what? I'm going to do a couple autocrosses, and I may do a track day or two this year. Drive your normal car. Mm-hmm. There's, I mean there's – that amount of tracking isn't going to be the death blow on your car. Regular constant tracking can be too hard for you to also do with your daily. I hope that's walking the line fine enough.
0: E.S.T. Vicentius under Instagram uh-huh. said, can I talk about my immediate reaction upon discovering the CDs in that Maserati? <laughs> well, here's how it all went down. Uh-huh. We were in the car after just buying it. And yes. Chance and Todd are sort of like, we'll play something on the radio. Let's see if it works. Let's what see if it sounds do? good. Yeah. Oh, there's a CD changer. I wonder where it's located. As it turns out, it's underneath the steering column real low. Yes. It's a flappy panel, just spring loaded. And the CD changer is right there. So I thought, all right. Under the
1: steering column. Ponder that for a second. Like deep
0: down under. Yes. Panel opens. And so (laughs) instead of pushing play, I pushed eject because I wanted to see what was in there. Yes. So it was fully loaded with all six Mm disks. And I started pushing eject. And I was driving. So I was pulling them out and handing them to
1: Todd. Yes. And he was reading them off you know, both the guys were cackling. This is the reason I posted the photo. I think it was a five. Is it six disc? I thought We only pulled five oh, out of there. Oh, maybe it was just five. Either way. There were five yeah. discs in there. Four of them I posted on Instagram because you've got to be kidding. And the fifth <laughs> disc was the Maserati mix, which, as I've said before. There was a little Fleetwood Mac on there. No, the, the Maserati mix was only two things. It was Fleetwood Mac and Showtunes. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So it was I've, the only one that was not a complete album. I want to throw it away, but the guys have convinced me to leave that it That has to stay with the car. Indefinitely stay with the car. It needs a new Maserati mix, don't you think? Meanwhile, meanwhile the Phaeton has a six-disc changer in the glove box. Oh, yeah, right. And this is the newest, coolest technology my son has ever seen. He's never, he never even dealt with a CD player ever in his life because he's 10, and why would he? Okay? Oh All right? <laughs> think about the fact that the Pha- this 2004 Phaeton was created three years before the iPhone and about two and a half, three years after the iPod. Oh okay, my, gosh. my son, who was was born almost ten years ago, has never dealt with CDs, DVDs, and Blu-rays. Yes, but we've never had CDs in, in our house for music ever. You don't need them anymore. Exactly. So the fact totally that he's a disc changer, he is fascinated by the eject process and the button select process and that I get to pick this disc now and I'm going to jump tracks. He's fascinated by the whole thing. So I can't I had wait to, till he graduates to tape decks. I had, I had to dig around my house and find the three or four CDs I even had buried around somewhere, blow dust no off them just to way. see that the thing worked. And he's fascinated.
0: No, by CD way. changer, which is very, very funny because it's mechanical and it's a yeah. physical piece of something that you interact
1: with. Yeah, he's just phone, it's all digital. Yeah, and so we're trying to break that. I mean, we're trying to use that now. Yeah, <laughs> that's fascinating.
0: All right, uh, what else here? Oh, D. Zerker, DR Zerker says the non car enthusiasts in his office think the Mach E is the new Mustang, they don't understand that this is also a Mustang, they think it's a replacement. Well, yeah, I mean, my question is, yep. how far did you take that one with your well, co-workers? Yeah. That's that's um, It's going to be tough to explain because, you know, you, you have to take 10 minutes to explain the history of the Mustang and the special editions and the movies that it's been used in and what it means to car enthusiasts <laughs> around the world. And then hopefully your office workers will be like, oh, so you're saying this isn't
1: a Mustang. Like, bingo. We'll see. <laughs> you won we'll the see. dinette set. Cars and Comments says, hey, man, how are you? Uh, he says, is it wrong to have zero interest in electric cars? He's tried them. He's driven them. He's trying to keep up in mind. He just doesn't like them. And he says <coughs> he feels like he's coming up against a demeanor that if you don't love EVs, you don't love electric cars, you're living in the past, and you need to, to fix it. You need to get over it and love them. Okay. Remember that hot tub of grenades? <laughs> I'm just wading on in. Uh, the Yikes. The thing is. There's a lot of discussion that is very black and white about electric cars versus gasoline cars. And it's going to get worse. I hate to say it, but there will be a place at which those of us that like gasoline cars, there will be a segment, not saying overall, but there will be a segment of the populace that looks at us like we are evil for mm. liking those cars. It's going to happen. Probably. I'm sorry, but we're headed that way. Probably. Uh, we're all doing something that's making the planet a little bit worse. Pick your poison. Mine happens to be cars, okay? (laughs) I'm making the planet a little bit worse because I love gasoline-burning cars. So cars and comments, I'm right there with you on that. Having said that, the other side of the equation is that everything's going to go electric. Haven't you heard? It's all going to go. It's going to be like electric in five years. No, it's not. No, it's not. <laughs> so we're going to have right tool for the job happening and transitions happening for a while. For example, there's electric buses that drive around Park City. Greatest thing ever. Fantastic. Why absolutely? Why do they still have any diesel ones in the fleet? I let's agree. Get all electric buses. They've got electric bikes that are available for people to grab. Awesome. Let's do that. I mean, there's going to be more and more of a city situation where electric cars make sense. Should make sense. Let's embrace them. We're going to get into cars have always been cars and while we've got tools for the job within that we have a sports car driving SUV we haven't had these are the cars that are only for these purposes Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. there are places where EVs are great phenomenal and I think we're going to start having people that have got a garage with both of the above We, we as enthusiasts I have seriously considered getting a BMW i3 yeah, I know you've talked about it. Just because I, I can get it. If I want to just run to the grocery store real quick, why not just hop in an electric car? Sure. And I live in the mountains, I'm not even worried about traffic. If you're dealing in a traffic scenario, let's get the right tool for the job. And in many ways that is an electric car. It doesn't mean let's all stop liking gasoline cars. I think you can like both, but it's about finding the the strengths of the cars and let's play to the strengths we don't need to have a one size fits all scenario here you know i've been thinking about electricians lately with
0: all the electric okay. cars yeah i've been thinking about electricians and if there were some independent shop or you know you've got two or three locations something like that and they came up with a package okay that would be the inverter for people's houses so okay. it's you know maybe they have maybe they already have maybe i'm you know I just haven't seen this yet but the electricians come up with this package deal to install an inverter of you know what do you need 240 you know okay. what okay. what uh, flavor do you need and install in people's houses and start getting that done to you know proliferate the widespread adoption because that's Really, what's preventing? We want to be able to charge at night without running yeah. the cable and plugging over here and reaching over the stuff around the rake and the, yeah. you know, all the there are, stuff in the garage. There
1: are home building companies that are pre wiring garages for this. Well, sure. But, you know, we've got so many houses. But you've got to have the retrofit. I you know, totally you live agree. live in an apartment yes. or a condo, yes.
0: or something like that. What do you do? So I think that is really preventing adoption. And so should an electrician. You know, some company come You're up with this. about a cottage industry because we're not doing enough. Let's Some sort of thing yeah. waiting to happen. That you know, a quick electric re- retrofit, and well, it's not quick, but you know, it's it's a way of offering homeowners like, hey, here's the deal. It drums up business for them. Yeah. You know, certainly provides adoption for the rest of us, because Brand Boyer asked on Facebook here about the electric re- electric retrofit of cars. Okay. Said it sounds good for seventy percent of the solution, but how do you take into account the displacement of weight? Obviously, battery pack. And to this point, battery packs are still very heavy. We have not seen a
1: breakthrough in weight. Or a breakthrough in massively fast charging, which is another breakthrough. Very sure. At some point, yeah.
0: Very true. So, you know, when attempting to maintain the original balance of the car, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. well... I'll take the E-Type. Jaguar, the company, is retrofitting the E-Type yeah, yeah, non-destructively yeah. with the running gear out of the I-Pace, including mm-hmm. the battery pack. And they, they're claiming the same weight distribution. But to your point, the car is heavier. The
1: car is heavier, But period. the weight
0: distribution yes. is nearly as original as the car itself. Where is its weight the same but weighs more? Correct. That yeah. distribution and how it works. So, therefore, the dy- driving dynamics of the car are still very similar, even though the car is heavier and you're going to yeah. feel that weight. So I think it's honestly going to come down to battery packs becoming lighter. I think it's really just, you know, we're waiting on technology to evolve in that sense.
1: And I think you're also right that I think we're going to see folks that are trying to figure out how to balance where the batteries are and just dealing with the fact that this got heavy, but thank God electric motors have torque. Yeah, no There's kidding. that trade-off as well. Speaking of electric uh, stuff, we got into the whole electric trend here, by the way. Travels with George I says, or George J says, can non-Tesla EVs use Tesla's charging network? And if not… Why not? Mm. I've talked about this before. This is the number one thing I don't get about Tesla. I, I Look, I've heard – stopping real quick. You can send emails. I've read the emails. I've seen all the reasons why not. I understand it. Just looking at it from a kind of up-high perspective, Elon Musk has built the world's first electric gas station infrastructure worldwide. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He's so far out front on that. He's farther out front on that than he is on electric cars. Is just infrastructure for that. Why on earth, if you want to make the company make money, why not make it possible for the non-Tesla owner to plug into your system and pay a fee so all of your Tesla owners don't have to pay a fee? And you mm-hmm. could make money. Mm-hmm. You're paying to, to, to rent all of those places. I know there's behind-the-scenes stuff as to why not. But ultimately, that is an infrastructure that exists worldwide that beats anybody else's electric charging infrastructure. And it is available for Teslas only. And that's why, if you look at something, we did a Model 3 versus Bolt piece in Season 3. And we have a big discussion about how the reason that the Tesla Model 3 is a better-own-it-right-now car than the Bolt isn't really the driving of either one. It's the fact that the Tesla's got the infrastructure and the Bolt doesn't. It's mm-hmm. hard to, to charge the Bolt anywhere you need to, and quickly, Tesla's got that nailed. Barbara P. says, not everyone, including her, wants
0: or needs an SUV or CUV. How do we stop all this madness before we run out of fun cars? Mm. Honestly, that's a tough one. because buy the fun cars.
1: Buy the fun cars. That's, that's
0: essentially what it comes down to. We've got to buy the cars. If you can afford to buy the fun car brand new, mm-hmm. get that fun car, because... You're seeing where the entire industry is going. Ford's reveal of the Mach E has, yep. you know, it, it's very telling.
1: Completely, sadly so.
0: Yes, I'm just wondering if normal Mustangs will become electric.
1: Oh, for sure, for and sure hybridized. I mean, it'll probably let me be answer ex- my own question. It'll I know be they will. It'll be accelerated but
0: now. At what point? Yes. and I think it's coming sooner than we yes. want it to because at 700 horsepower now, 750 with the new GT500. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Where do you go from that?
1: Yeah. Go, Honestly, jump to electric. in four it's or five be, years from now, what is the new GT500? But think about it this way. Think about the number of flavors that every Mustang is offered in for engines. My my guess is we're a generation away from, instead of having yeah. four, six, eight crazy supercharged, you're going to have electric eight crazy supercharged. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and a generation is four or five years for the Mustang. Yeah, I think I it's think not as long. I think we're <clears throat> very, very close. Nissan. Like no, no, no. We're not Nissan generations. Fourteen and a half million Normal years. Normal generations for Christ, right. Yeah. The, the Nissan generation. Oh, so you mean like a decade or two, <laughs> so, right? So I've, I've got time, is what you're saying. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> wow, guys, thank you for all your questions. We got a blaze, but really appreciate all the questions. Keep them coming, and um, well, yeah. Fox five uh, zero says in the 1980s Ford was going to turn the Mustang into a front wheel drive probe backlash was so great, they turned it into a separate model. Can it be done again?
1: If we're loud enough. A little late, but we'll see. (laughs) Meanwhile, we are at the LA Auto Show on Wednesday. If you happen to be at the show during press days and you see us, please say hi. Also, we will do a full LA Auto Show debrief giving you our thoughts on it for Friday's podcast. So we will see you then. Guys, looking forward to next time. Cheers, everyone.